0: hello ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the armchair brick and wrestling podcast i'm your host my name is sexy steve barber and joining me as my co-host is delicious dwaylon davis hey everybody <laughs> that's right you weren't expecting that one were you yeah, i was not <laughs> expecting that <laughs> see we used to call you double d now we call you triple d <laughs> so, um, but <clears throat> today it's not really any specific topic, so we're just going to be basically talking about a lot of the news that's been happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, to include another release, to, well, kind of a release. Someone who it was more of a they let their contract run out and they could not come to terms with any. Um, yep. any they couldn't agree with anything. Yep. Yeah, couldn't come to terms with any. It couldn't to agree with any terms. Yes, that right there. <laughs> um, plus, I didn't watch AEW last night when it was on. But all I saw on my Twitter feed for a little bit was, oh, my God, you should have been watching AEW, you idiot, because MJF just had this pipe bomb promo that everybody was talking about.
2: Yeah, everybody was. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was really good. It's not the type of promo you expect from him.
0: No, it wasn't. And yeah, because I finally went back and I watched it uh, when I got home from work today. I had to tell my son, all right, you're getting off Red Dead Redemption. I'm watching this.
1: You don't, need, you don't need to be playing
0: that anyway. You're 11. Get off of it <laughs> anyway. Um, you know, but I watched that and I was like, you know, I really hope it's a shoot, not a work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because if it ends up being a work, I think a lot of people are going to be mad. Yeah. Um. Because I mean, it seemed like it was pretty heartfelt, and kind of shows MJF. I mean, he was also the target of bullying. He was a target mm-hmm. of race racist bullying yeah and you know so i mean it seems like he you know he definitely has a a drive and a will to succeed and you know in a lot of he's got some anger kind of thrown at CM punk and they, they did kind of turn that into it but yeah uh it kind of seems at the same time it's like man i mean that's uh but i don't have any reason to doubt the first part of what he was saying
2: yeah i don't either you know
0: so um and also there's some events happening around this area uh you know wrestling events one of which i just found out about today and so i shared it on facebook and if you're on my facebook you'll see it and i might share it on twitter too <laughs> you know uh it's going to happen in chillicothe and there's going to be a whole lot of wrestlers there uh like big name wrestlers
1: mm-hmm.
0: including virgil virgil's going to be there virgil i, can't.
2: <laughs> I just can't with him
0: <laughs> virgil um but you know what i mean he's lived off the name he's like eh you know, but then again, he'll sneak in your picture and then say, All right, that'll
2: be $50. <laughs> yeah, that'll be 50 bucks. because for the pic, it's like, you photobomb me, dude. It's like, you can't. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs>
0: uh, and, and I guess he was doing that to people. It just, yeah,
2: I've it, seen that on Twitter that he'll <laughs> photobomb people and then try to charge them for the picture. And it's like, <laughs> No, I'm not paying you for that.
0: Does he actually have a job? I'm wondering.
2: I'm, I'm, I don't know. I haven't heard that he has one.
0: Yeah, I mean, um,
2: maybe he was smart and stacked all of his money over the years.
0: But how much money did he make? His height of his career, unfortunately, when he was Ted DiBiase's lackey. And yeah, but
2: he, he was NWO for a while, so I'm sure that they... Because uh, mm. WCW was throwing money everywhere then. No, so. they,
0: they were. Uh, <coughs> hopefully he was
2: able to get himself a good a good contract and make some good money while he was there
0: yeah because you know even when he uh, turned against DiBiase, of course we're all cheering for him yeah and went in there and he he would wrestle we're like you know he's really not that good
2: no it's like no
0: (laughs) you know but but everybody's cheering for him because i mean he was the the ultimate underdog and you wanted to see him get t- debiase
2: his and he, i mean he made a name for himself because everybody knows who he is i mean to this day everybody knows you know Ooh, mike jones people still, yeah people still <laughs> know who he is so they do he's virgil he's vincent which was
0: you know the inside jokes and in those mm-hmm. and what yeah. was
2: he when he was with uh the west texas rednecks he was with them oh, a oh curly bill was, it, was Curly? it? Yeah, Yeah. Curly Bill.
0: Okay, I don't know the inside joke on that one. I don't either. Uh, and now the West Texas Rednecks, you're going to have me singing.
2: <laughs>
0: because, because you got to admit, it's a catchy song.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't care for it, <laughs> but it got stuck in your head. Oh, and then yeah. It was like, Ugh.
0: And then it actually started making it on country charts, and they had to stop
2: it. Well, what was crazy was they I don't know why they thought that was going to work, because you know, WCW was a Southern Southern territory. Still, it didn't matter where they went, they were in the South. So you have a rap group versus a country group, and you're wanting to push the country group as the heels. (laughs) uh, Your Southern audience is not going to go for that.
0: No. Even with Master P, who Master P, wasn't he from New Orleans?
2: Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah, so, So he would get kind of at least that local crowd. The yeah. Problem he, is...
2: he, yeah. But then the problem was everybody with him had absolutely no talent. Yeah. Like he had, <laughs> he had a bunch of big guys with him that they'd put in the ring, but it was like, you guys are awful. Just be bodyguards or whatever he needs you to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, Master P, who was actually a really, really good businessman.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: So, um, and, when they had kurt henning as part of that i'm like he's from minnesota then you come to find out that kurt henning was a huge country fan
2: oh yeah yeah he loved country music yeah yes
0: yeah, so i'm thinking you know because from-
2: the re- yeah because the rest of them fit and then yeah. you know you got the Wyndham brothers you had bobby Dunham jr and then kurt henning and it's like how One is mr perfect is not yeah. like the other how's mr perfect fit into this
0: you yeah, you think he's from minnesota he should be like in prince husker du and the replacements and
1: <laughs>
0: you know and the the speed metal group power mad ooh there you go there's a um, i've
2: never heard of that one
0: um they weren't around that long but as weird as they were in a movie uh it was a nicolas cage movie i'm going to have to look it up because it was um as soon as i see the name (coughs) excuse me it was an it was a very strange movie um but they played a like basically like a bar band uh but you know and they were playing like speed metal type music but then
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh the main people kind of walked in and they hey you know and and they started playing like Uh, And actually, I don't think it was actually them playing the next part, but, but they're playing like a dancey typey, like a waltz type. It it was really, really odd, but they also gave away their, their tape, um, their four song tape EP in, is either hit parade or circus.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Circus magazine. I I remember those used to get those all the time.
0: (laughs) Yep. Uh, let's see is it wild at heart i think i think it's wild at heart but let me let me um yep wild at heart
2: i hadn't seen that one that's one of the that's one of the few nick cage movies i haven't seen
0: um well if you just want to see the group power mad they had a. um they put out one of the like if you want to call it a single because you know metal bands back then didn't they had videos that they weren't necessarily singles if that makes yeah. any sense but they had a song called Terminator and that song actually because I ha- I had the tape I didn't buy, I didn't get it for free out of the magazine which everyone was was hawking it I ended up buying it like from a, a like like I think it was a record bar uh, like on a band trip somewhere oh okay um, but you know of course it wasn't free and i paid probably too much for it but <laughs> um, but that particular song i actually wore it out so Uh-oh. um but anyway back to uh, back to wrestling <laughs> <laughs> so um before we really get started uh, i want to go ahead and give her a contract and listening info if you haven't heard it already if you would like to email us it's, it's podcast at gmo.com if you'd like to join us on Facebook or join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find, also find us on Instagram at armchairbooking. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can find us on TikTok at armchairbooking. And you can find us on YouTube. Obviously, if you're watching this, you already know that. You can find us on just about any kind of audio streamer pla- platform there is for podcasts. And for right now, so right now, it's including iHeartRadio, Radio, even though it stops at, um, at the Sid Holland episode.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, which that Holland was a great great interview. So yeah,
2: it really was a great interview.
0: Yeah. Um, but we do have more episodes after that. Yeah. <laughs> so and I haven't pulled the plug on iHeartRadio yet. I'm gonna give it another shot with them to say, hey, fix your stuff. But if not, yeah. I'm gonna have to say, okay, we're done because it makes us look bad. Yeah. And last but not least, we are being host of a Block Talk Radio. And you can also get our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast where we have t-shirts baby baby shirts we have baby onesies we have notebooks we have phone cases we have coffee um mugs we also have like the, the travel mugs which i i have one and it works out pretty good fact i dropped it on my driveway the other day
1: and mm-hmm.
0: it's stainless steel so no problem cool got a little, little bit of a scratch you know from where it hit you know some gravel but mm-hmm. uh, that was about it so i mean it still works great and I mean, it, uh, you can get the face mask if you need one, you know, if you're going to a place that requires a mask at like the VA, yep. uh, Yeah, like the VA medical center where I got yelled at because I forgot to bring a mask with me and someone, you need to have a mask, sir. And as I'm literally reaching out, getting a mask from somebody. Yeah. I'm like, really? You you see me? Uh, hmm.
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: she didn't want to hear what was going through my mind because it wasn't very nice.
1: Yeah.
2: But I'm wasn't like, family friendly.
0: <laughs> not very friendly friendly. Because I mean, they, because I, I, I really didn't have a mask. Because I, you know, because I actually asked for one. And, Ed, and it was right when they opened up. And so she was bringing, yeah. you know, another one was bringing in. And one, you need to have a mask on, sir. I'm quite aware. I can read.
2: Yeah. It's like, I'm working on it. Give I'm, I'm working
0: on this. You know, just go back to your office. And if you're the one going to be drawing my blood, you won't be. <laughs> 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 but and she wasn't, though. So yeah, I had labs yesterday. So, um, mm. But anyway, uh have I gotten everything? I believe I have.
2: Yeah, I believe so.
0: All right. So first item of news. I'm surprised, but I'm not. Cesaro.
2: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, I'm I'm not surprised on WWE's part that they didn't try harder to keep him because they never, it's like they never knew what they had. Right. And like Vince McMahon was always like, you know, he was even on Steve Austin's podcast, like in the, the early days of the podcast, when it was first on WWE network. And he was talking about that, uh, basically saying that, you know, in so many words that Cesaro didn't have what it took to be a star that he was missing something. And it's like, no, he's not. It's like, you obviously saw something in him or somebody in your organization did because you signed him away from ring of honor. So, Mm -hmm. but I mean, he should have been a world champion
1: Mm -hmm. in
2: WWE. I mean, he was there. How long was he there? Um, At least least a decade, (laughs) if not longer. uh, The first time I remember
0: seeing him was at WrestleMania 30 when he won the Andre, the giant Memorial battle Royal. And that's when, you know, he, Picked up big show and just dumped him over the top rope like he was a sack of trash. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap, who is this guy? And, you yeah, know, then, come, yeah. And, and it was within a year that, yeah, Vince McMahon told Steve Austin that on his podcast. Yeah. I don't, I don't see anything in it. It's like, are you kidding me?
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, because the guy has everything. I mean, if you go for the aesthetics, He's definitely got the look, mm-hmm. but that man's in ring skills are phenomenal. I mean, yeah. he is, and he has been consistently phenomenal, regardless of what dumb thing that they gave him to do. I mean, because really, besides his tag team stuff, his single runs always involve something ridiculous. Yeah. Or j- either ridiculous or we're just going to leave you floundering in the mid card, and not do anything.
0: I didn't get it. I mean, when. <sighs> when he was the bar with Seamus, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And then when Seamus was gone for a bit and came back, all of a sudden they had them going against each other. And,
2: and I never understood that either. It's like you had, you had a money thing right there. And why would you get rid of that? He was in WWE for um, 11 years. He went to September uh, in September of 2011, he signed a contract with WWE and started in uh, Florida Championship Wrestling before it turned, you know, before they turned that into NXT. Um, so, you know, 11 years, he's been the United States Champion, Tag Team Champion seven times with three di- three different partners.
0: Uh, Sheamus being one of them.
2: Uh, Sheamus, Shinsuke Nakamura. And Tyson Kidd. Tyson Kidd okay. was who he won his first tag team title with. Okay. <clears throat> and, and he won the Andre Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. He He got yeah. He he got one world title match his entire time there, and that was against Roman Reigns for the Universal Title last year. But everybody knew he was not going to win it.
0: They even had him on um, Tough Enough. Mm-hmm. as like the sparring partner with yeah. um all oh, the fat guy that that actually i like the guy's finishing move what he had um because it was kind of like the alligator but he kind of put his knee on their it was almost like a camel clutch except for he had one knee on their back pulling up mm. and i was like that's a pretty good move um but the guy didn't pan out obviously uh, yeah he, he came in second place for the guys because he uh he was just being voted on because fans liked him but it was even shown that the dude was lazy <laughs> yeah it was like yeah he was a, he, yeah he just was not very motivated but they had cesaro was like in the ring with him because cesaro did a standing drop kick that i was just like holy crap because i mean he hit it solid and so it looked like he was kind of kind of yeah. ticked off a little bit but i mean just from a i mean he just jumped up bam i
2: was yeah. like But I mean the guy's athletic, the guy's technical, yep, the guy is amazingly strong. Yeah. Has a good look. The fans love him. He's Mm -hmm. he's over he's been over with the fans for years. Oh, yeah. So I don't know I, I don't get what Vince McMahon didn't see.
0: Because he his style was more of a European type style, Uh you know, with the form because those forearm smashes though. That's, that's like, I think they even call it the European forum. Yeah. Yep. And because, you know, he's not doing the, the tope suicidas that you see in
2: every single other match. I just, Uh, I don't get it. The guy, the guy was Cesaro was a, he's a former pro wrestling gorilla world heavyweight champion he was a i think a two-time tag team champion in ring of honor with chris hero they were called the kings of wrestling they had some amazing matches especially with the briscoes um i mean the guys wrestled all over the world is amazingly talented and you couldn't come up you you couldn't come up with a deal to keep him They wanted Uh, to keep him at his his current deal. And he was like, no. They wanted to keep him at his current deal, not offer any more money, just keep everything like it was. And he was like, no. So then they negotiated and couldn't come up with anything. But the good thing for him, though, is he does not have a non-compete clause because his contract expired. He wasn't released. So he could pop up anywhere that he wants to at any time
0: so he could actually um he could have popped up on aew no it all happened today yeah so he could actually be but he could be on aew
2: yeah he could pop up on AEW next week on dynamite if he wanted to
0: when's their pay-per-view
2: but their pay-per-view is the seventh
0: it's on a Monday. it goes. We know the 7th is a Monday because we got something going on on the 7th.
2: That's true. Let me see.
0: And the night. You all will find out as you'll find out. There's some good stuff going.
2: No, it's the 6th. I was wrong. My okay, bad. so it's on a Sunday. Okay. Yeah, so it's on a Sunday. Which means I will watch it on Monday.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I will probably also uh, well, we can't do a review at all on a Monday we got something really cool going on uh so we could go monday tuesday and wednesday unless you want to wait till thursday uh well we'll figure it out we'll figure it out yeah we always do it's kind of what we do it's our thing
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, um, but
2: uh hopefully <clears throat> other companies out there are smart enough to see that he's on the market and snatch him up i mean i know people still complain that AEW's roster's bloated. But if they have a chance to sign Cesaro or Claudio, this is his real, you know, his real right. first name. But if they have a chance to sign him, it would be stupid not to.
0: Oh, and the man speaks at least four languages. Five, five. Okay, what's yep. the? Okay, I can guess the, I can guess four of them: English, German, Italian, and French. Just because he's Swiss, and those are the. Um, well, not English, but the other three. Are the languages they speak in Switzerland? So, what's the what's the fifth one?
2: Uh, Swiss English, Swiss English, German, Italian, French, is what they have listed.
0: Swiss English, German, Italian, French. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. oh, so there is a Swiss language.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Really?
0: Well, and he it.
2: speaks, and he speaks all five of them fluently. Fluently, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: now, I will say that is that's also kind of a a product or a byproduct of living, like in Europe, probably in Switzerland. Yeah. Um, because well, you that have so adjust. many
2: languages just right there. And that's the thing about that's the thing about WWE's developmental is they are pulling people, literally pulling people off the street that have no experience in wrestling. <laughs> And it's like I miss the days of the well-traveled professional wrestler mm-hmm. that has learned multiple styles. Because and it's only WWE. You look at all these other companies. I mean, look at AEW. Look at Aleister Black. Yeah. Well, Mal- Malachi Black. Malachi you look Black. at him. You look at Brody King. You look at Buddy Matthews, who, by the way, debuted. Yes. Yep. Last saw that. Night. Um, amazing talent too that they let go. Um, but it's just the majority of that roster has traveled the world from the from the young up and comers to the veterans they have traveled the world and you can tell in their you can tell in their promos you can tell in their ring work just the way they carry themselves they they have so much knowledge of wrestling and it's i mean it's kind of sad that it's like WWE, at least, is like moving away from that and just, you know, we're going to. And I get having the developmental and I get building people up. I mean, they've had some success stories with that. Braun Strowman, why -hmm. they let him go, I don't know. But Braun Strowman, they kind of, you know, they pretty much built from the ground up. He was he started in the performance center with no experience. Roman Reigns started in FCW. No pro wrestling experience. I mean, he grew up in the business, but no. I about to say,
0: I'm pretty sure he wrestled at some point growing up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, Charlotte Flair. Yep. You know, but I just, I think it, I think it helps a wrestler when you get, when you are that well-traveled and you get the experience in different cultures and different styles mm-hmm. of wrestling that you're not just pigeonholed to one particular style.
0: And think about if we had to say, okay, where in the world are the wrestling, like, hot spots? You know, Mm -hmm. if you will, of course, the U.S., we can also throw Canada because the Canadian, I don't know if there's really a Canadian style, but we always think of, like, the dungeon.
2: Yeah, uh, usually the Canadian style is a lot more technical than the U.S. style. Yes. I mean, they, they focus more on the technical side of it and the actual wrestling side of it rather than the sports entertainment side of it.
0: Right. Then you have Japan, mm-hmm. which they everybody talks about the Japanese, is strong style. Yep. You, you got have Mexi- Me- Mexico, you got Mexico, Lucha Libre. Lucha Libre and the fact that for whatever reason in Mexico, they work on the right side of the body, so the left side. Because mm-hmm. um, Jericho and Foley busted and said that in their books, like, as long as you know that,
2: you're, yep, good, go. you're good. <laughs> good. You just got to
0: remember they work on that side of the body.
2: Uh, the British <laughs> wrestling scene, which mm-hmm. it's still it's still going, but WWE kind of gutted it to do NXT yeah. UK. It, I mean, because it was booming there for a while, and then WWE came through and swooped up all the top, you know, British talent. But now they really do nothing with with uh, NXT UK. It's not even promoted except on you know it's promoted on YouTube. They'll have clips of matches, yeah. you know, things coming up. But as far as on actual programming, it's never mentioned.
0: And the British style, i say is probably not as stiff as a Japanese style, but it's still it's um, still pretty stiff. though. It's still yeah. pretty stiff. Yeah. And, you know, and that's what I'll say. It didn't kind of like you, the European mm-hmm. kind of style is very similar to the British style. Mm -hmm. you know but with a lot of like the forearms and um very technical and um and besides that i mean i know south africa actually has somewhat of a scene but i i I can only think of like a couple of wrestlers a a few very handful that actually came out of south africa Mm -hmm. um adam rose um he's one of them Um,
2: justin gabriel He's okay. actually, uh, PJ black on the independence, but when he was in WWE, he was Justin Gabriel. He was in uh, the Nexus.
0: Okay. Um, uh, the Simpson brothers, it was like Steve and Sean Simpson. I mean, this, we're talking like way back in the eighties, mm-hmm. you know, with world-class, um, Jeep Swenson, they said was from South Africa. I'm not sure. Um, that may be one of the things they kind of build him as being from there, but he was like a commando type and he was, it was, mm-hmm. you know, um, and think well i don't want to say colonel de beers uh because he actually was not from there he was just billed from It may not have even been i'd have to look i don't even, it may not have even been south africa but that was just a tasteless character anyway yeah uh, it really was <laughs> so, yeah
2: um even yeah, then got, even then when we were kids and saw him we knew that was a tasteless character yeah even and if we didn't completely know why then we knew mm, no.
0: no and here's the weird if you want to call it fortunate thing was he never the character itself never made it in wwf never made it in the nwa he was in the awa for a bit mm-hmm. um but that was about as far as that character went and i think the man himself who was behind it he, he had he dropped it he's like okay i'm tired of this
2: yeah it's like <laughs> I, know? I, it's enough of this no yeah
0: um because some of the even like the interviews they'd have like in pwi and Inside wrestling and and all the, the after mags, mm-hmm. um, they would have him quoted as saying some things, and I'm reading it going, really?
1: They're, <laughs> they're like what?
0: Uh, but but thankfully, you know, they, um, thankfully that character is no longer <laughs> there. Yeah, because I think his real name is like Ed. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, yeah, but so, yeah, he, he was like, yeah, I'm done with it. I'm tired of, you know, getting people wanting to beat me up because some stupid character y'all want me to play.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. It looks like that the, uh, from watching AEW, I watched the show, um, this afternoon. Uh, once again, a really good show. Um, I have seen online where people are like, you know, I feel that AEW is, with the way that they do their booking and everything, I feel like their show is pretty consistent week to week being a good show. i have say, I have seen criticism online that, you know, people are like, well, you know, this week's show wasn't all that good or anything. And some of that could be, well, you didn't see your favorite restaurant on TV this week, but I like it because that way I don't get tired of people. Right. Like I do watching WWE because it's like people get rotated in and out. It's like you got your main stories that have your TV time. And then it's like, once those feuds are over, they kind of have new feuds and show and bring more other people in. And I kind of like that style. Uh, it kind of reminds me of that's kind of like the old territory days. They would do that. And yep. that way you didn't get tired of a particular person you know and their pay-per-view looks like it is going to uh blow elimination chamber away on paper you've got hangman adam page defending the world title against adam cole
0: that yeah
2: Um, they could
0: have just that match alone and it would yeah (laughs) that would
2: be yeah give give them an hour and there's your pay-per-view yeah and
0: And it won't be disappointing.
2: Yeah, they're going to kill it. You've got CM Punk and MJF and a dog collar match. Oh, you have, um, who else was it? Who else is it? You've got, you're going to have a a, uh, triple threat tag team title match. You've got Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, and more than likely the Young Bucks. So that's going to be a great tag team match. Uh, you've also got the face of the revolution ladder match. Whoever wins that uh, has an automatic shot at the TNT title right now. It's Wardlow, Keith Lee, powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks are in it so far. Ooh. And I think they've got, I think they've got two more spots to fill. I think. Um, and Britt Baker is going to be defending the women's world title against Thunder Rosa. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and they, then there's going to be there's probably wow. going to be a couple of other matches, but that they card have... that card alone is worth watching. And oh yeah. Like, you know, I just don't I don't get why other companies can't build a card like that it's not hard when you have the talent it's like and just like they we always say storylines don't have to be convoluted and the adam cole adam page storyline is very simple Mm -hmm. adam cole wants to be the world champion so he told adam page "Uh, i'm tired of waiting i want what you have so give me my shot at the title and adam page is like that's fine with me. Let, let's fight. That's all I, you need.
0: I bet Adam wins.
2: Yeah. See, that's always a safe bet, <laughs> right? Um, but that's all you have to do. It doesn't have to be convoluted. Just you're the champion, and I want to be champion. So give me a shot to top.
0: Yeah, I mean that's if there's a belt on the line. That's really all you yeah. need. Every once in a while, you have some other stipulation because. One's been attacking the other one and they've turned it into a kind of a grudge, but it makes you want to watch the title part yeah. even more. Yeah. And just like the whole thing about the dog collar, I had to think about it. I was like, that's right, because of the whole him using the chain to choke him
2: out. He used the, the chain match. to choke him out. He's kept you know, they keep talking about Roddy Piper, and I knew that's where they were gonna go. And I've seen Sam Punk in a dog collar match with Raven in like early days of Ring of Honor. That was that was a war. Dog collar matches are brutal, anyway. Yeah.
0: But man, um, and those are ones you know when you see a dog collar match, that's usually the end of the feud. Yeah. Usually, unless yep. you're talking about Jimmy Valiant and Paul Jones, and that feud just kept going. That, just, that, just, going. that feud
2: just went forever. But yeah, well, yeah, like like Roddy Piper and uh, Greg Valentine, that they were feuding over the U.S. title. Yeah. And the dog Carla match was the end of it.
0: Yeah. Stark at 83.
2: Yep. Yeah, and that's how it should be. And I feel like that's how it'll be with, Punk, you know, with Sam Punk and MJF. Um, oh, I take that back. I forgot a match. Uh, Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston. Yes. Love Eddie Kingston. I, yeah. I've liked Eddie Kingston for years. I'm so glad that he is with a major promotion because he has been wrestling for 20 years on the independent scene, hmm. And I'm so glad that he... And he still does indie stuff. He hasn't forgotten where he came from. Even though he signed to AEW, he still does indie stuff. But I'm glad that he's with a big promotion. And more people get to see... More people get to give that guy a microphone. And 30 minutes of your show. And he's going to talk people into, into the seat. The dude can talk. He's always been oh, able to talk
0: and he just looks like even in his face, he looks like he has a chip on his shoulder.
2: Yes. Yep. And Well, he, that... he, he always has because he's always, um, he's always been told he couldn't do it. He's always been told he wouldn't be good at it. Um, plus he's had his, you know, he's had his bouts, bouts with mental health issues, which he's been very open about. Right. And so, but he, Eddie Kingston, in pro wrestling, I feel like Eddie Kingston is as real as you're going to get. There's nothing, I don't feel like there's anything fake about him. Anytime he cuts a promo, it's like, I believe every word he just said. Because I think he means every word he says. There's nothing flashy. He looks like an everyday guy. I feel like that's as real as you're going to get in the sport of pro wrestling.
0: And did you happen to see... The speech that he gave talking about uh Brody Lee.
2: Yes, yes, I did.
0: Yeah, I mean that was more of a motivational speech,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. you know. But I mean, you just felt that. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you know, because it was a that was a backstage that wasn't for cameras. I mean, that was
1: yeah, that was talking
0: to the boys and yeah, and so yeah, you knew. I mean, it was very real, and I was like, okay, I mean, because I I really didn't know who he was hardly. But I was that, and a couple other things he did. I'm like, okay, this guy, he's he's for real. I mean, he's yeah, yeah I mean, it may be a promo, some of the things you yeah. seen in the ring, but you yeah. know, I mean, it's
1: the best. I feel thing with in the
2: him that, with him, I feel like he is the perfect example of what is kind of a dying art is like nowadays that your wrestling character is just an extension of yourself. And I feel like with Eddie. I don't even feel like it's turned up to 11. I feel like that's Eddie Kingston, whether he's in the ring backstage on the street, whatever. I feel like that's the genuine article.
0: And one thing before we go on, I, I, I got to talk about it now because I, totally, <coughs> I would totally forget the guys on the blessed their hearts podcast, mm-hmm. right? Um, Jamie, the you know, one of the guys, he actually went to the AEW show in Nashville their, uh, last yeah, I,
2: when I realized they were in Nashville, I was like, oh, I can't yeah. believe I missed that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he got free tickets. Oh, cool. Well, think about who he's who whose podcast they've been on and who we had on.
2: That is true. Yeah. That is true.
0: So Jericho actually hooked him up. And, um, but he said, you know, of course, he showed up at the hey, Jericho have told him, Hey, go to the will call booth and just mm-hmm. say, you know, who you are. And he said he, he didn't know what kind of tickets to expect. You know, fifth row.
2: Right. Really? Yeah.
0: I mean, it was right there.
2: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. And then all of a sudden he looked over, and there's Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> <laughs> she was like
2: front row. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she was front row. Yeah, because she was on she was on camera for a few minutes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, he's actually one of the shots. He's like behind her.
2: Oh, okay. I'll have to go back it. and look that um, up and see.
0: It. Yeah. Well, um, do you follow them on Twitter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yep. actually posted the, pic, posted the picture on Twitter. Oh, okay. Uh, so I say fifth row. Actually, it was more like a third row type. But either way, you mm-hmm. can see him. Then at one point, he actually he's like, "Hey, you know, do you mind if we get?" Because he's like, "That's Clarissa that explains it all." And I'm like, yep. "I don't know that show, but I do know Sabrina."
2: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and she's also the the yearbook girl, and um, can't hardly wait.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yep.
0: God, I love that movie. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that movie, it's so goofy, but man, it's funny. But. <laughs> Yeah, so he got to take a picture with Herb, and he was talking about the experience, you know, because he lives in Berea, and he said that uh, he met his friends in Bowling Green, like, the night before, and then they drove down, because mm. to go from Berea to Nashville, I mean, that's yeah. a little bit of a haul to try to make it back, you know, and, um, but he was talking about the matches, and, how, you know, how much you know, fun they were having, but he said, yeah, the first hour, they had this thing called, you know, like, Elevation, and they show the matches on YouTube, Mm-hmm. Uh, he, and he was actually explaining it, it to uh, John, his co, co-host. Yeah. Uh, because John couldn't go. He wanted to go, but he had just come off COVID, but he still had like the COVID fatigue.
2: Oh, Lord. Yes. I, I, <laughs> you know I exactly. sympathize with I know exactly how that feels. Oh, yeah. Lord.
0: Yeah. So he said he could have gone, but he said he would have felt like garbage the whole time. Mm-hmm. So he decided yeah. unfortunately to uh, pass on it. Um, but he said then you know, um, after the the first hour they said that's actually when Melissa Joan Hart came out was after that first hour and,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know said so for two hours they had you know the very show he said then after that of course then they have um, the front Dynamite Dynamite no uh,
2: Rampage yeah Rampage. they tape Rampage after Dynamite
0: yeah yeah. I said I just want to say Wednesday <laughs> and Friday why can't they just call it that <laughs> but but they, they tape Rampage uh, but then he said after that you know this is actually something obviously we're not gonna see on TV. He said Tony Khan, he said the owner comes out mm-hmm. and says, Okay, is there any wrestlers that you wanted to see tonight that did not perform? And like, yeah, because I mean they have a stack right. He said, Well, they're here and they're gonna perform now. Oh, cool. So yeah, so that's what they do, you know. When that's you that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And when you were mentioning that you don't want to see you know, some of the wrestlers like every single week because you get tired of them, or mm-hmm. well, they're there and they just perform afterwards. That's it's cool. Like, yeah. It's like WWE. They always do that dark match after, yep. you know, yeah. for the people there in the audience, except for when Big Show and Braun Strowman broke the ring. They didn't yeah. that. There was
2: no match after that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was there for that one. Poor <laughs> ring. <laughs> it was like, boom. And it was like, that ref went, ah. <laughs> but, um, but then they made Big Show cry just by being nice to him
1: yeah
0: uh but anyway but yeah he was talking all about that and i was like man that is super cool um but yeah if you don't listen to the bless hearts i mean it's just two guys just sitting around talking and they were today Mm -hmm. they were talking about um the episode coming today they were talking about their go-to meals and i also had to respond to them because they were talking about hardys and the closest (laughs) heart well the closest Hardee's to us is still a 45 minute drive away really yeah um, they used to have some in around Cincinnati, but the owner of the all the ones he apparently he died and they just let him shut down. Oh I'm like, hey, you gonna shut down Hardy's. <laughs> I love Hardee's. But I sent a message I'm like, yeah, my uh because I guess they don't have one in Berea, like the closest one is Richmond. Mm-hmm. And you know, which Richmond and Berea aren't that far, aren't, you know, it's really not that far away, but right. Um, but I'm not gonna drive forty five minutes just to go to a Hardee's. No. Um, you know even though i uh, uh, but i love my go-to for hardy's is the frisco burger
1: mm.
0: has been for um since i think the first time i had one when i first started making them was around like 90 91 because the hardy's there on full camel boulevard i used to yeah. get it from there all the time yeah. yeah you know so uh right by the kfc you used to work at well, Yep. <laughs> so um <laughs> But anyway, back to what we were saying about like Eddie Kingston and and Chris Jericho. Uh, you know, I know we were talking about the MJF, but I gotta say this because we were talking about Kingston. Did you get the feeling when Chris Jericho was telling, you know, that that was almost a pipe bomb kind of a shoot promo as well?
2: Yeah. Did you catch that he didn't? He wouldn't mention Cody by name. He said, "What's his name?"
0: I. I had already heard about it mm-hmm. you know um and i was trying to eat at the same time as that one was going on because the food had gotten here by that point so i was kind of like listening but like eating my calzone at the <laughs> same time a heart you know and and you know but i was like hmm, but i was like some of the stuff he was saying it talking about um you're afraid of success and i'm like you know that's a real thing well yeah yep yeah because i mean um every once in a while my daughter kind of suffers from that, you know, cause she does really good at something. And then all of a sudden it's like, she's afraid to succeed because, yeah. uh, you know, she starts to think too hard. She overanalyzes everything,
1: mm-hmm. you know, she
0: takes too much after me in that, that aspect. Um, but sometimes she gets afraid of success and um, especially actually here recently. And I got to say this real quick. Um, there is some guy, he's a troll. I mean, but, he started taking some of her videos on TikTok and he was adding to them to basically um, harass her. Hmm. And she's pretty upset which you can imagine and you know so she's actually made her TikTok private. She actually made right. it private then a couple of days later she changed it back and he made he he made and one he video they did it again and we're like you got to leave it private for a lot longer than that. But yeah. So she knows now she's leaving it she's leaving it private you know, at least for at least a month.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: in the meantime, we've actually found out kind of who the guy is because he has a few TikTok channels. He also has a few YouTube channels. Um, and I was even thinking about some of the things, um, and I had a coworker who is a big time gamer. And, you know, she actually did like a reverse image search and she mm-hmm. found even more on him. And she was like, oh, my God, this guy's disgusting.
1: Mm.
0: You know, so she actually stopped looking at stuff because she's like the pictures. um, Even though she wasn't on our work Wi-Fi, Mm -hmm. she's like, yeah, this is like NSFW type stuff. She's like,
2: yeah,
0: "Um, so she's like, yeah, she was telling me, she's like, yeah, this guy has been harassing women since at least 2016.
2: That's disgusting.
0: Yeah. And then I got to thinking about it because, you know. You remember I was um we were talking, and was it Devin who actually used to work with like um like intellectually challenged mm-hmm. Devin? Okay, I couldn't remember if it was him or Mems. Um, but we were talking about that because we had had just talked about one of the guys who goes to the NWF shows
1: mm-hmm.
0: who has harassed some of the uh the female wrestlers. And everything Avery was telling me, I was like, this kind of sounds like him. Obviously, it's not him, but mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like the same thing. And then I got, at, at, at one point, she's like, yeah, I think he's Australian. I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, he sounds Australian, but she got to listen to, you know, like, watch his YouTube videos again. And she's like, no, he just sounds like he has a really bad speech impediment. And I was like, you know what? I said, I'd be willing to bet he probably has, you know, so kind of like that guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And because that one kid who goes to nwf shows mm-hmm. um you know he's you know he is um learning disabled right and very high functioning obviously but mm-hmm. um but he thinks it's funny because somebody has taught him
2: that it's funny that yeah it's
0: funny and this guy same thing and you know what Avery shit put on her tiktok and we and we told her you better take that down because she's like hey if anybody wants to get this guy back and she put his name i was like avery take it down because now you look like i said you're yep. the one soliciting people to harass him yeah get it off of there now i said because you could get in trouble with the school you could get in trouble with um, disney because mm-hmm. you know yep. i was like yep. get it off of there
2: mm-hmm.
0: she's like what am i supposed to do i said block him
2: yeah just block him
0: delete delete any kind of comments block him it's like well he'll create another account I said, eventually he'll he'll get tired of creating accounts and yeah
2: and if I your said, profile is private, he can't he can't get to any of her stuff anyway. So right.
0: And and that was where I said, Avery, I said, you're not the first one he's harassed, you're just the latest
2: one. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And I said, eventually he's going to get caught, and something bad is probably going to happen to him because you know, people don't appreciate yeah, who, and they'll say, I don't care, you know, you sh- you know by now you don't need to be, you know, you shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing that. Mm-hmm and but anyway so i don't remember how we got on this subject but we did (laughs) (laughs) so um how did work and i'll I'll just try to rewind to see what we were talking talking
2: about jericho
0: yep talking about jericho Uh, uh,
2: the um phobia of uh, phobia yes fear
0: fear of success yes and that's where i was talking about avery because sometimes that's the fear she has of she gets successful and then all of a sudden you get the, uh, the the dark mm-hmm. side of that yeah the people who will harass you just because yeah um but yeah and when jericho was saying all that and then like you said he mentioned what's his name mm-hmm. you know, even though i didn't really hear the what's his name but i knew i knew about it and then uh he was saying you're a loser your uncle was a loser and everything else and then mm-hmm. i was just thinking who's his uncle <laughs> i don't remember yeah. who his <laughs> uncle was but uh but i mean that one to me along uh, with you know, what MJF said at the beginning of the night, you know, mm-hmm. closer to the beginning of the night after the big tag team um, scramble battle Royal thingy. Yeah. Um, which was actually pretty decent. I like that. Yeah, it was. Um, um, but, you know, it seemed like it was a night of being real, yeah, that's what to put it. Yeah. But, and then Tawana had the, you know, my wife, she actually had the, the court of the night when Jade Cargill was out there. Mm-hmm. And she looked at her green hair. She looked at her green eye shadow. She said, her greens don't match. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so,
2: uh, everybody's got jokes. And she gets better in the ring every single time I see her. She does. Oh, absolutely. She, that, and I like that they put, cause I mean, they could have put the TBS title on Ruby Soho, but I like that they put it on Jade Cargill because. She's the, you know, she's the up and comer. I mean, she never, she never wrestled until she wrestled on Dynamite when she teamed with Shaq against Cody and Red Velvet. (laughs) That was her first match ever. And now she's like 28 0. She hasn't been, she hasn't been beaten yet.
0: And is she going against Thunder Rosa?
2: No, it's, uh, Britt Baker is going. Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa. Rosa. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure who's, I don't, I think, Let's see. I think Jade Cargill is going to wrestle Ty Conti for the TBS. Title. Oh, okay. That's yeah, because
0: you. Ty Conti came yeah. out and Tawana looked and she's like, I bet she's Brazilian. Yes. Because <laughs> <Jane> <laughs> all the flags. Yeah.
1: Like,
0: yeah, she is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she is.
0: <laughs> uh, a little bit. Yeah. um, But yeah, Jade Cargill, I mean, she's got a good look.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not an ounce of body fat on her, hardly.
2: She has presence yes she has charisma uh just and she's learning extremely fast Mm -hmm. and like she from week to week you could see the improvement and then daniel bryan's been working with her so i mean i feel like there's nothing but good things in her future
0: and it's apparent she has a natural aptitude for it
2: yeah yeah I think she's just a natural athlete, anyway. Yeah. I mean, that helped. Yeah, but and, yeah, yeah, but she, yeah, she's just. But it's one of those she. She was born to do this. You can yeah. tell she this is what she was supposed to be doing,
0: and she enjoys it. And like she said on in her interview with Jericho on his podcast, she doesn't need to do no. wrestling because she doesn't she need said, to wrestle. She yeah, wrestles
2: because she, she, she wants to, yeah. not because she has to.
0: She even said flat out, "She's like, look." i'm rich mm-hmm. I mean, she <laughs> i'm wealthy you know yeah. and yeah because um because of her husband you know um collecting quite a bit of money when he played baseball yeah and he must have done good with his money he didn't blow it right you know so get on him yeah like jim ross says not what you make is what you save
2: exactly uh one other thing about AEW, and I'll move on to something else. I like the fact that they actually that the, the announcers and the wrestlers treat it like an actual sport. Yes. You know, because and you know, Jim Ross is always talking about, you know, the winner, you know, the winner's purse, you know. Mm-hmm. Get to the pay, you know, get to the pay window. It's like when a guy has a has another guy down and he's like posing, he's like, pin when win the match, and get to the pay window, then you can do your posing after you've made your money. Yeah, And then I, I love the fact that they treat it, they, they have respect for it and treat it like a sport instead of oh, we're, we're an entertainment company that just happens to have wrestlers on it.
0: And the matches have time limits,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which WWE doesn't do that unless it's an Iron Man match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Ross has always said, even when he was still with WWE, mm-hmm. he was saying they need to bring back time limits. He said that adds to the tension yeah. of the match.
2: And yeah. Cause then you've got people paying attention to the time. And it's like, Oh, we're getting close. Like when, when Hangman and da- and Danielson, yeah. You know, went to that 60 minute draw, which, you know, was a fantastic match and really didn't need a finish because it just built to the next match. But mm-hmm. things like that, yeah, it's just I, I love that respect that they have for the business.
0: I mean, uh, Rick Flair is that you talked about all the hour-long broadways, the 90-minute-long mm-hmm. broadways yeah. you did with Steamboat, Barry Windham and
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, some of the other ones. And nobody thought any less of them because they went to a draw. No. Like, oh my god, you wrestled for 60 minutes?
2: All the Yeah, all the thing is, yeah, you wrestled for 60 minutes or you wrestled for 90 minutes. You went to a draw. I'm coming back. Mm -hmm. Whenever y'all are here again, I'm coming back to see this, to hopefully get to see this match again. Right. That's that's the appeal.
0: Well, and even like the, the win loss records.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I I mean, they have win loss records. They have the standings like Adam Cole was number one on the, you know, he was number one in the standings and, you know, for the men in AEW. Now he's going to be getting a title match at the pay-per-view.
0: And that's something that um, we, <clears throat> we know that the person who holds a secondary belt, or it's usually like the automatic number one contender. Mm-hmm. But we know the world champion doesn't only defend the belt against them. Right. You know, because that would be kind of boring after a while. You're watching the same match literally over and over yeah. again. And mm-hmm. that's by, so by having that number one contender, number two, mm-hmm. you know, just says, hey, here's the pecking order.
2: And I like that nope. they don't treat their belts like props, like because I mean, really in pro wrestling, the most important thing is your ch- is the championship. Yeah, it should never be treated like a prop. And like, I I don't feel like any of their titles are props. And I feel like whenever they're defended, they always defend them with importance. Yeah, to that to that title.
0: And the the titles should mean something. That's why you don't. You shouldn't have too many of them mm-hmm. you know like we're saying with like oprah you get a world title you get a yeah. world title you get a world yeah. title and with aew you know you had the world title then you have what's the next next one down
2: you have the world title you have the uh the tnt title TNT. okay and then you've got the tag titles and then on the women's side you have the world title and the tbs title and that's all you need yeah that's it
0: i mean everybody else you're going for a title or mm-hmm. you know you're you're having a detour because somebody made you mad, and so now you're mm-hmm. fighting them. And yep. of course, you may be fighting them to get that no, that next right spot up. You know they have reasons for the matches, exactly. And you know, and now Ross, I have heard him on his podcast refer to. He's like, it's a prop. I'm like, okay, Jim. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, mean
2: <sighs> I get it, but I think it's just especially if you look at throughout wrestling history at the men and women that held championships that you could tell the ones that there were ones that did treat it like a prop. And it's like, mm-hmm. this is just an accessory and blah, 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 blah. But then you had the ones that treated it with, you know, treated it with the respect that it deserved. And that's what I've always respected. And I like that a W has, is, keeps that mindset
0: yeah because wwe you could almost go to the roster right now and it would be easier for you to count the number of wrestlers who have not been Mm -hmm. either the world champion or the universal champion because i consider them kind of equal yep and i mean it's almost like you know like a big bang theory Mm -hmm. and there's one of them. i don't remember the exact episode but like the dean he's under he's like Doctor Wallowitz, or not? I'm sorry. Actually, Doctor Cooper. You know, um, and then Doctor gave it, and then they goes to Doctor Doctor Mister Wallowitz.
2: Yeah, Mister Wallowitz. And he's like,
0: oh, he's like, I have a master's degree. He's like, Yeah, who doesn't?
2: Yeah. But it's the same <laughs> yeah. Thing. You yeah. Know,
0: it's like that's where yeah. they treat the world title, and it shouldn't be like that. I mean, because you're thinking about an organization. Because um, if a casual fan, who the weird thing is, they the WWE keeps trying to appeal to the casual fan, mm-hmm. especially during WrestleMania season. And they look and go, oh, the world champion, they must be the top one. Yeah. And you would think, I mean, you put that as the face of your company. Yeah. Uh, But no, they don't do that. It's like, here, it's your turn. Yeah,
2: it's your turn. Yeah, it's your turn with the title. Yeah. Um, uh, Speaking of WWE, they did um, send out a tweet today that said, um, Charlotte and Ronda Rousey will main event night one of WrestleMania, which I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm I'm more than happy. The more respect these women get,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know, in their talent and their performances, the better. I have no issue with them main eventing.
0: Uh, And Ric Flair was actually talking about Charlotte. Well, he he started from Ashley, you know, her real name. Mm -hmm. And he was actually talking about all the sports that she played, like, you know, back in the day. Yeah,
2: and, I, know she was, uh, I know she was really good at volleyball. Yeah, she, she, played, did that, she played
0: volleyball at Appalachian State.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, she was a Division One level, yeah. you know, volleyball player. Uh, he said, but in high school, he said he tried to get her to play basketball. He said she hated it. She just was not into basketball.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but he said, you know, she did gymnastics. She did volleyball. And then she got recruited to be on the diving team because one of their, uh, one of their girls got sick or got hurt, and they needed, like, another body. Mm-hmm. and they went after charlotte he said and she got like first place in her oh, very wow. first and he's like man how could she do he said, her gymnastics
1: mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: you know so charlotte i mean as much as what we get tired of her being pushed you know she's kind of like the female brock lesnar in a way
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know well but then again ronda rousey is kind of like that too but anyway uh it's just she is a very, very legitimate athlete.
2: Oh, yeah. she. I mean, she's a great athlete, and I think she is really good in the ring. I just don't feel like that they're doing her any favors by pushing her as hard as they do Right at the top because it does bring resentment from mm-hmm. not only fans, but it's got to bring resentment from people in the locker room too because it's like, you know, I'm busting my butt 300 days a year. And they just keep putting the title on her. And I mean, she's just, she's doing what she's, you know, she's doing what her boss tells her to do. Just like when Roman was in that situation, Roman was doing what his boss told him to do. But I think they don't look at the big, they don't look at long-term how that's going to affect the perception of that wrestler.
0: And Charlotte, I think one of the things they need to kind of also pay attention to is here lately she's been getting kind of sloppy in the ring, and I don't know if that's on purpose.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't but know if that's on purpose or just or or what, but yeah, I've noticed there was some, she's not as crisp with, certain, with some moves as she normally is. Right. And but I did watch the Naomi Charlotte match from Smackdown. Yeah, that was amazing. Yes,
0: yes, it was. The whole time, like, man, I mean, this is, I mean, you you thought Naomi could easily win the title. Yeah. Um, even though we there knew she probably times. wasn't. Yeah, there were
2: several times I, I just knew. I'm like, oh, she's got her this time.
0: And I'm actually looking, up, you know, talking about like title reigns Because, you know, we mentioned Charlotte having, you know, 13, however many
2: yeah, uh, she's Yeah, she's got 12 main roster singles world titles. She's got a tag title and two NXT women's titles. She's got 15 championships, and since 2015.
0: And we're talking about them trying to make her match her dad. Mm -hmm. Well, her dad started in 1973,
2: exactly, and got his last world title in 2000.
0: Right, and so you know you're talking 27 years. Yeah, she's done all that in the span of like eight years.
2: Yeah, yep, because like yeah, because she won the NXT Women's title in 2014. Uh, that her first one, yeah, in eight years, she's got 15 titles. If you just count singles titles, she's got 14 world titles in eight years. That's kind of like when they were doing the thing with Cena where they were like, you know, where he's tied Flair for the record. Yeah, but Cena won his first world title in 2005. And won his last one. He beat AJ Styles at the Rumble in 2016.
0: Maybe was that uh, when? Then at the SummerSlam, when Brock tossed him around like you stole something from him.
2: No, no, that was uh, that was before the the Lesnar beating was before that. Okay. Uh, because he lost at the AJ. He he beat AJ at the Rumble. It was. It was the year they had the WrestleMania that they had Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton for the title and had the bugs on the screen on the. Oh,
0: on the oh, yeah, that crap.
2: Well, <laughs> that was. Cassina beat AJ at the Rumble and then defended it in the Elimination Chamber the next month, and Bray Wyatt ended up winning. So okay, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember if that was 2015. No, I think it was 2016. May have been. I'm not 100 sure.
0: Whatever year they were in Dallas, so I think yeah. that was 2016
2: yeah 2016 so cena had 16 world titles in 11 years wow when it t- took flair 27 years to get 16 we know it's more than 16 but right. the the recognized record is 16
0: but to give flair credit though his world title reigns were not just like 3 weeks i mean
2: yeah and his world title reigns were legitimately all over the world yeah, I mean, he's lost titles in Japan and Germany. He's lost and won titles in you know yep. Japan, Germany, all over Puerto, you know Puerto Rico, all over the world. Yeah, you
0: know, uh, the Dominican Republic, where he the, talks. Yeah, about, just take the belt. I got to get out of here.
2: Yeah, I got <laughs> to go. Yeah, <laughs>
0: because but, your fans are going to kill me.
2: And that, and that's the difference. And it's like I would rather have one long title reign than multiples where it's just bouncing back and forth
0: yeah but i'm looking up the rock right now the rock wwe championship eight times wcw championship two times yep you know so he's held it 10 times that means he's lost it 10 times yeah
2: but he's held it 10 times but the rock won his first wwe title in 98 yes and then he lost his last match before he beat punk was in two thousand two, when he lost it to Brock Lesnar. So he, you know, so he won. In between that time, he won nine world titles in four years. Um,
0: did he? He was also the champion when Cena beat him at the second at WrestleMania twenty nine. Ah, that's I mean, right. That's right. So I thought take, there was one more. Yeah.
2: So, so okay. So eight world titles he had in four years. Then he beat. Yeah, he beat Punk. Yeah, that was the last one though. Yeah. It was actually nine because yeah, because he beat he came back, beat punk, and then lost it to Cena. So he had nine so he had nine world titles in four years and then win a decade basically and then beat, you know, won one more world title.
0: Which was (laughs) him and Cena again.
2: Well, the thing is the match didn't need to be done. They right. they lied to the fans and said once in a lifetime when they knew they knew as soon as the first match was over that they wanted to do another one because the first yeah. one made so much money. Yeah. But this Wait a minute, went,
0: we we found another lifetime.
2: Yeah, we found another one. <laughs> but the title didn't need to be on the line. They never should have they never should have ended Punk's reign then.
0: Right. Because when The Rock got the world title,
2: everybody knew Cena was going to win the Rumble. Yep. Everybody knew Cena was going to win a Rumble. Then they were going to go to WrestleMania. Everybody knew Cena would win the title.
0: Yep. See, we figured this out. I mean, Mm -hmm. everybody had it figured out. Vince, you're not fooling anybody. No. Seriously, dude. Uh, But, but of course, The Rock, I mean, he's now the highest paid entertainer in Hollywood, which still blows my mind. Yeah. You know, And I mean, I I give him props. I mean, his company is named Seven Bucks Entertainment because yeah. that's all he had in his wallet—seven bucks. And,
2: and I res- I tell my wife this all the time. I respect the fact that he is still humble about mm-hmm. that. I mean, the guy has basically—if life was a video game—he's already beat the main game. He's just yeah. doing side quests now. I mean, yes. wow. He had, he had a he had a rap verse on a Tech Nine song. He's. uh you know, bought the XFL. They're now part, they're now have a working relationship with the NFL. Okay. Uh, An official working relationship because he's smart. And it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, instead of trying to compete with them, which you're never going to do, I'm just going to work with them. And then he has the, the, his own tequila brand, which apparently is the best selling tequila in the world right now. So it's like, Well, I'm just going to, I've already done everything else. I'm just going to do these side missions now. But I mean, everything that guy touches turns to gold and he could be the cockiest human being in the world. And he's one of the most humble people in the world. And you
0: know, right now I'm trying to do like lift one eyebrow up. I'm like, (laughs) I can't do it.
2: Like when he was, when he did his, his promo at the Super Bowl, he showed a picture on his Instagram and you could see the back of his arms when he was going through the tunnel to go onto the field he had goosebumps because he said, he's like, this is what, this is something that I never thought I would get to do. And, you know, he's got enough respect for what football players do that he had goosebumps stepping onto their field. And didn't he also produce the uh, fighting with my family movie? He produced that. He also has signed, I forgot about this. He signed a contract with, the UFC, I'm not sure what the details are. Not the fight or anything, but like promotional type stuff for, for, with his company. So he's got that going on too. I mean, I don't know when the guy sleeps. He's also got mm-hmm. a superhero movie coming out this year. I, I don't know when he ha- finds time. And he still he still makes sure he has time to spend with his daughters.
0: Yeah. And just to think the fact that his acting career started with His performance on Saturday Night Live, yeah, yep, and he he impressed somebody so much they're Mm -hmm. like, let's try him out in movies. Yeah, let's try
2: him out. Let's try him out in the Mummy and then the Scorpion King and
0: yeah, and And then
2: he did his little he did his little Disney stint. You know, people were like, oh my god, he's terrible. No, people, he did what the script called Mm -hmm. for. Disney movies are cheesy. We all know that. He did his Disney movies, and then he was able to make the movies that he wanted to make.
0: Uh, well maybe when my daughter goes down and she's working for Disney, maybe she'll <laughs> make them not as cheesy. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, and that's that's kind of a suburb. Yeah, she is so uh stoked about that.
2: She should yeah. be. She's I mean, I'm excited for her. That's that's yeah. awesome opportunity.
0: Yeah, and you know if you go to Disney, well, mm-hmm. you got somebody there to yeah, you know, maybe sure. show you around. Um but <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, we we'll think she'll she'll be great. And she likes, well uh another sidebar when you get a chance there's a documentary and they talk about how disney at one point i mean had dropped like its lowest point in the 80s mm-hmm. and you know what they did to kind of revive that become you right. know, what they are now it's called a waking sleeping beauty oh okay. um, yeah if you have disney plus it's actually mm-hmm. on there you go check it out it's a documentary because it was the uh when they came out with a uh, little mermaid Okay. That was the one that
2: poof, yeah.
0: just blew it up from there because they didn't realize how behind the times they were. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, remember the Love Bug movies? Yes. You know, the last one came out in like 1981. Oh, wow. Yeah. By that point, I was like, really? I mean, I liked Herbie, you know, when I was young, but really, they're I mean, still making those?
2: Yeah. It's like, Herbie was cool one time, but it didn't have to yeah. be a whole series.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could see a second one, but now you're at least like five of them.
2: Yeah. And um, and it was not necessary. And it
0: was not necessary. And they wouldn't, uh, but yeah, but yeah, when did get a chance to go check that out. I mean, it's actually uh, really interesting. And, you know, kind of gives like a behind the, you know, kind of inside baseball look at some of the things with Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also have a friend who works down there as well, you know, and she loves it. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Charlotte. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yep. she absolutely yep. loves it. So um i've even told her i was like yeah when i would really retire move to florida i'm gonna hit you up for a job
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and she's like go ahead i'm like all right yeah cool i don't care if i'm i'm like the guy you got your ticket all right you, got your t- you know it's disney yeah You know. so <clears throat> but anyway um so we haven't we've kind of brushed over mjs promo um that one i mean what he was talking about the football team
1: mm-hmm.
0: and throwing quarter rolls of quarters at him. Yeah. And I know it sounds bad weird. I hope, like I was saying, I hope this is a shoot and not a work. Yeah. Uh, because for him to make up something like that, I mean, I don't see why anybody would want to make up something like that.
2: Yeah. Um, and especially since you know that there have been, there are people that watch that promo that can absolutely relate to what he was mm-hmm. saying. And to take that away from someone would be just terrible, you know, because, you know, you can't give someone something that they can really relate to and be like, Oh no, I was just kidding. That was just a story for wrestling. Not with the emotion and everything that he gave in that promo.
0: I mean, and we already know that MJF, I mean, well, a week ago, two weeks ago was probably the most hated heel in Mm -hmm. wrestling. Now, some for them to, if he does come out and say, "Oh, yeah, I was just lying about all that," it would amplify him being hated. But I don't think he would ever recover from it. I mean, it would be like real get out of my face heat. Yeah, people, people yeah. wouldn't want to watch; they'd watch it on TV, but they wouldn't want to go pay to go watch him.
2: No, and but uh, uh, it did. If especially if this is, was if that was legit, especially that first part that he was talking about, he solidified himself. the best promo guy in the business because Mm -hmm. he'll work the emotional promo he gave last night it's like I mean who's better somebody said something on Twitter talking about that Edge was the best promo in wrestling right now and Mm. somebody said MJF's like hold my scarf for a minute I'll be right back
0: (laughs) Yeah, and you know, kind of goes along with what we were talking about on Sunday with our panel. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about racism and prejudice, you know, within yep. the sport.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there you I'm just trying to think off the top of my head of how many um Jewish wrestlers we could name. You know, him, Goldberg, um Barry Horowitz, Dean Malenko, mm-hmm. um Paul Heyman, even though he's not a wrestler, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and I mean, like I said, I'd really have to, like, almost look at a yeah. list, but... Yeah,
2: I'd have to Google it to know, you know, exactly how many, but it's like, it's... Oh, DDP? Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: um, But, because I didn't grow up uh with a lot of Jewish people. I mean, mm. there's just not a... Uh, where i lived in north carolina there just was not a big jewish population i, I knew one of my teachers i knew she was because she talked about her parents uh, mm-hmm. actually being in the holocaust and i was like wow because we read she was my english teacher and we read um night by ellie Wiesel. yeah and you know and she was talking about that you know how there's like a database you know you can actually try to find um you know what happened uh, like to your family but she's yeah she talked about how she actually had, had family in the holocaust And she's the only one that I could think of that I knew back in North Carolina and in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. It's not like.
2: Yeah. It wasn't a huge Jewish community there.
0: Yeah. Uh, I met more in the military
2: uh, than anywhere else. I met more in college. Yeah.
0: And, you know, it was always like, all right, cool. You know, and uh, I supervised people who were Jewish and, you know, um, but we didn't talk about a lot about things like that, that they had. You know the issues they had growing up with people doing that to them. Yeah. You know, because it wasn't necessarily something I was gonna bring up. Hey, did you ever get picked on for that? You know, right. But some people might not want to talk about that, you know. Um, and it just wasn't something they brought up, you know. So uh, but I mean it's not it's also not that I didn't meet people who were who would make slurs against Jewish people. Right. And sometimes I want to ask them, okay, how many Jewish people do you know? Mm-hmm and it, it almost guaranteed the answer would be zero.
1: Yep. yep.
0: And so for him to you know say and um the slur that they were calling him.
1: Yeah.
0: You know that's um uh, on the surface you wouldn't think it sounds bad but when you get down to it oh yeah it's a bad. One. That's why I don't yeah. even want to repeat, I don't even want to repeat it.
2: Yeah, me either. Uh, yeah.
0: And um Yeah, so they were there. I mean, him saying that he thought they were his friends because he said he was one of um, two Jewish guys on the football team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's, oh, yeah, they're my friends. The next thing you know, they're throwing rolls of quarters at him. Yeah. So after that, he was bad and determined he was going to not just stay on the team, he was going to thrive. And apparently he did. And he went to college, you know, and, um, and obviously obviously he's become a just a world. Ca- world-class caliber championship professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. you know if people want to call it a legitimate sport or not, it doesn't matter the athletic skill you have to have to be in yeah. and, and the promo skills and everything else you know so uh and that's why when punk came out you know and you notice he didn't come out to his music i mean he mm-hmm. just walked out yeah you know, if they would have cranked his music up i actually would probably would have been mad
2: yeah you know he it just walked ta- up. It, it, yeah it would have taken away from the promo But yeah, him just walking out and just looking at him and asking him, it's like, is this real? It was like, gave a lot more weight to it than it would have if, you know, cult cult of personality started blaring over the PA and then he comes out.
0: Yeah. And MJF, he's never hidden his faith. He's never, Mm -mm. you know, because his scarves, um, I know at least one of them has had Stars of David on it. And I want to say it has Stars of David and Menorahs.
2: He's had uh, he had a whole outfit on one time on dynamite that yeah. had those on it. You
0: no, know, and he never tried to hide it. I mean, why mm-hmm. should he?
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Because you know, um, I don't know. Did you ever read Goldberg's uh, book? I think he only had one book.
2: No, I never did.
0: Um, He actually talked about that. He said that he actually met some wrestlers who just did not want to. Um, They did not want to admit they were Jewish. And he said, I, you know, he said. I don't have an issue with. Of course, Goldberg is also Jack to the gills. I don't think there's a lot of people who are going to say much to him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, and that's when he actually named, you know, uh, the Malinkos. I say D Malenko, but really mm-hmm. it's the whole Malenko family. Uh, and he said, you know, um, Diamond Dallas Page is actually Page Falkenberg. Mm-hmm. And he said, and Barry Horowitz is, well, Barry Horowitz. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and Barry Horowitz, you know, he had to start David on the, the back of his trunks. And he, um, now he I did. don't know. Yeah. And his theme music, or his entrance music when he came in, I don't know what I think about that. The Hava, Hava. Yeah. Like, well, if he chose it, that's on him.
1: Yeah.
2: You no,
0: know, um, that's like, well, I mean.
2: Hopefully he chose it because if they picked it for him, it's like, come on now.
0: Yeah. I mean, since he had the Star David on his trunks, so I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe he did choose it. You know, he's yeah. kind of making that just even more of his character. Um, but. But if anybody's, you know, especially not that it makes it any better, if you're being prejudiced against, against somebody for something like that, for really anything, don't.
1: Yeah. Don't, be don't better do. than that. Come on. Yeah.
0: You know, this day and age, I mean, that's what we've talked about before. You know, when we're still having to, we are uh, the first ones to do this. So we're still yeah. doing that. And, we shouldn't especially when a lot of organizations um became officially integrated way back in the day so how are we still yeah no i mean i will say the air force i mean i gotta brag a little bit the air force were the first ones to integrate uh and they were a brand new service at the time so the air force started in 1947 Mm -hmm. and so and they were integrated pretty much more ago because they're like, all right, this is stupid. Nobody's separated. Come on.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: you know, mm-hmm. because believe me, when, when I've been deployed, um, if something were to kick off, I'm not going to give two craps who the person is beside me. Right. You know, who's going to be helping me and I'm going to be helping them. Yeah. You know, as mean,
2: long as I got your back, that's all that matters.
0: Exactly. I mean, and that's what we were fighting for was, yes, we're defending something bigger than us. But at that moment, we're defending each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what yep. matters. Yeah. And, you know, but yeah, I'll go ahead and get off my, my editor's <laughs> for the day, Uh because really, with some events that have happened in the past 24 hours around the world, I don't even want to get into that. This is kind of our escape from all that, mm-hmm. you know, and this is where we hope that anybody else who's listening can also use us to kind of say, okay, I'm going to get away from the news. Yeah. I don't want to pay attention to what's going on there because, believe me, you know, My daughter's freaking out right now because of that because for some reason, she thinks something's going to happen on the base. It's right by where she at. I had mm. to explain to her, the base you're at does not have nukes. Well, how do you know? Right. I was stationed there. How do you know they have put something there? I'm like, you can't just sneak a nuke onto a base. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I said, trust me, they don't have them there. Because she's listening to other people. Oh my God, the base is going to be attacked. I'm like, would you stop?
2: Yeah, quit and, listening to other people because they're misinformed.
0: Yeah, we told her, I was like, well, where else are you read it? On Twitter? Get off of Twitter. But what if somebody says something good? Get off of Twitter. Just mm-hmm. go, go put the Twitter down. Go, go put it down. Go. Do like put else. the
2: phone down. You put just...
0: the phone. down. Yeah, just you don't, don't don't get on your computer and look it up. Just go do something else. And this is our escape. And we've said before, this is why we don't discuss religion. We don't discuss politics because mm-hmm. this is our escape. Yep. And this is about as close as what we'll ever become. I mean, we yeah we kind of scrape a little bit on the subject, but we make sure we don't go.
2: yeah full tilt yep
0: yep because you know this is our i mean we have our beliefs we have our faith obviously and you know there is a time and a place and we don't want to start arguments on the show yeah
1: absolutely
0: yep and that's why we have grown as much as what we have because we got some pretty big things coming up Mm -hmm. you know and i so yeah we've kind of you know fought tooth and nail and worked and worked and worked and you know some a mm-hmm. uh, few days a week and then we were sick and couldn't do them but then we kind of made it for that and then we've had people actually request us that they come on our show and that's yeah. always a good feeling and yeah you know getting positive feedback from everybody so but yeah we got some good things coming up and there's also some good things coming up this weekend in Covington they're having the NWF Rumble uh, some of the wrestlers have been announced who are going to be in it I know the last one I saw. Uh, that I saw personally actually was Andrew Reed he's going to be in it um and I think they I think I also saw they're going to have the unified title is going to be put on the line James cross defending against Pompano Joe that ought to be a good match yeah um, and you know I'm looking forward to it um, and hopefully I'll be able to meet uh, Justin and trey yeah and yeah Courtney, and Courtney cannot leave out Courtney You know, hopefully they'll all be there again. Um, Had to bribe my son because normally he doesn't like going down to Covington. I say, I'll get you Chick-fil-A on the way there. And he's like, okay, I'm there, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I say Chick-fil-A. He's like,
1: yes.
0: (laughs) But on March 12th, I just posted this on the Facebook. They're going to have an event in Chillicothe. And there's going to be a big long list of names. Like I said, Virgil is going to be one of the people who are going to be there um you know and obviously we're kind of joking about him being the biggest name but you know kevin nash is going to be there buff bagwell is going to yep. be there uh scott steiner is going to be there uh well one of the when i was going through the list one of the names i looked at one of the matches i'm like this is big mama sent our message hey is that you or is that somebody else pretending to be you she's like nope it's me <laughs> awesome she's like all right so Oh, uh, there'll be some somebody there. I know.
1: <laughs> but,
0: um, Justin is actually looking at it. He might try to go, even though uh, it's an hour and a half drive for me, mm-hmm. and you know, or just under that. It's like an yeah. hour twenty three minutes uh, for him. I mean, it'd be closer to two hours. Yeah. You know, so that I mean that that's like right about the limit. I'll do because it's not the drive there; it's the drive back.
2: Right. And yeah, it's driving back so late. That's the that's the yeah. Thing.
0: When I'm like, uh, you know, yeah. and.
2: Especially like you've gone to a show and that adrenaline's going because you're having a good time and then you start driving home and it's like yep, all, the, all that's wore off and it's like, oh, so tired.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, but as always, I got to give those guys a shout out. Because, Absolutely. Uh, I've actually missed their last two shows like today and yesterday mm-hmm. uh, just because, you know, got work, got meetings and things like yep. that just happened to hit at the same time. So, unfortunately, I've had to miss, you know, today and yesterday uh, if they're doing tomorrow, we'll have to see because I don't have anything scheduled. That doesn't mean something won't get scheduled. Yeah, because we got some, we got some stuff coming up, kind of similar to what we had back in the fall.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It won't be as intense, but it won't be, you know, laid back either. Yeah. Uh, so we're prepping up for that, um, but still got to give give those guys a shout out because if you haven't gone to check them out, go do it because they work extremely hard to put out a great yes, show. They
2: do. They really do.
0: Yeah. And I've always, I'm going to start calling Trey Fearless Trey because it does not, <laughs> it does not bug him the least to reach out to somebody. Hey, can you be in our show? And, and so, and you could tell, I mean, they, and they're not just wrestling either. I mean, they're, they, they try to us all sports. And so right. they've had, yeah. Um, including, I thought that, I thought at first I thought it was kind of strange, I didn't think she had an affiliation with sports, and I was like, well duh she she's on the Pam and Tommy or Tommy and Pam show that's what is it on Netflix right now
2: uh Hulu Hulu, yeah, okay, yeah.
0: she's actually on that. She plays one of Pamela Anderson's friends, like okay, like, like Heather or something like that. I'm like, well, she what' she has to do with sports? She's a Raiderette
2: oh okay
0: yeah so i was like ah duh <laughs> they had a Red on their show i'm like how did you who's also i'm like how did you swing that
1: yeah <laughs> you know so
0: uh that means you know we've had to step up our game too yeah because like yeah. you know what you know um and it's not obviously it's not a competition but like they're doing it because they're just they're reaching right. out well know? it's
2: like you know they inspire us to do stuff we inspire exactly. them to do stuff and it, that's you know, like you said, it's not a competition. That's just a good thing to do. It's like if you we can, work, yeah, you know. we
0: work together. Exactly. Um, the if you're watching the video for this, you'll see the intro to the show. That was actually something that Justin created for us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, just because I didn't ask him to. Yeah. He just said, "Hey, I want you to check this out. Tell me what you think." And I was like, "Well, Dwayne's last name is actually Davis, not David." But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I was like, that's really cool." I mean, and I you know, so. We're kind of in debt to them because yeah. I mean, they've just been hooking us they've, up left and right. Yeah,
2: they've helped us out a lot.
0: Yeah, you know, so any anything we can do to try to help them, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I definitely want to do it. And another uh, podcast who I just came across here recently because um started following each other on Twitter and I almost feel like he had the Twitter set up even before the podcast.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but I've listened to the podcast, I like it, and he's right about our age. And he's out of North Carolina. So his accent is like, <laughs> you yeah, know, it's
2: like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, <laughs>
0: you know, so we, we can understand, you know, his accent, but on Twitter, he's at Hillbilly Hill and his podcast is named the Hill truth. And right now, um, it's only just him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, I mean, that to me are automatically, I'm like, Hey, that's yeah. not easy to do. Yeah. Because you have no reaction, right? You know, so with Dwayne and I mean, we we bounce off each other.
2: So it's like but, when uh, it's like when Joey Styles did commentary in ECW, and it was just him. Yeah, in the original ECW, Joey Styles did the commentary by himself until like toward the end of their run, like late '99, Don Callis came on board. But after, but before that, it was Joey Styles.
0: Yeah. You know, I think about it, like, um, oh, the guy, he was in um, Memphis. Um, you were talking about the key. Um, no. <laughs> okay. It wasn't a sneeze. Thank you.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I cannot think of his name. I had it right there and then it just escaped me. But, uh, but he was like the long, time Lance Russell.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Lance Russell. It was just him for the most mm-hmm. part. Every once in a while I have like a guest, but yeah, but I mean, it was mostly just him yeah and but so yeah that's not easy to do Mm-mm. especially when you're just recording yeah <clears throat> man okay, i had man, i mean did you get me sick or something <laughs>
2: <Man>. What me <laughs> <laughs> but
0: you know so yeah definitely go check him out the Heal truth uh he's only got a couple episodes so far but i know he's gonna be coming out with more and from what we can tell on twitter i mean i actually messaged him and said hey we gave you a shout out and he mm-hmm. came back and he was very grateful for that. I just want to let him know, Hey, we're talking about you. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and don't worry when I say anything bad. <laughs> so, um, but you could tell he's a, a, he's a big wrestling fan and not just a mark. I mean, he also analyzes it like we do. Yeah. You know? So, but yeah, um, that's one of the things, I mean, we are definitely glad if anybody listening out there checking our podcast, but yeah check out some of the other ones too, because they're, are quite a few, and we're starting to collaborate with some because it, it just it helps us all grow
2: together. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, and so, that's what we're all trying to do is just you know yeah. grow our platform. So
0: yeah, grow us, and like I say, you know the rise tides affects all ships, and that's what we're trying to do is help mm-hmm. the tide rise. So, but uh, I don't have anything else, and it's about time for me to get my happy butt to bed. So
2: <clears throat> yeah, I don't have anything else either. I think we covered everything for tonight.
0: Yeah. So uh, unless all of a sudden we get hit with somebody saying, Hey, can you interview us? (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, between now and Monday. Yeah. I will definitely be seeing each other again on Monday. All right. All right, dude. God bless. All right.
2: God bless.